and welcome to Two Steps Ahead Podcast. My name is Son Edom, alongside my friend and co-host, who I'm going to, each and every episode, let her introduce herself, just because <laughs> that's our thing that we have going on right now. Hey guys, I'm Tara Shiro. How you doing today? So, um, Ohio State, huh? You think the Buckeyes are going to do it? We are. But, you know what? These pants are like... I have to adjust because um, it's a good thing we're behind a table recording because I I feel so <sighs> bloated. I don't look like right. Can you can you tell? I'll just hide behind the table. Well, it does look like you had a hearty lunch. Are you serious? You can tell. It's, it's kind of like seriously. That, it's kind of like that moment on the lips, lifetime on the hip scenario. Uh, you're such a chauvinist. So, well, <laughs> what would you what would you rather have me say? Lie oh no, you look me. great. Lie to me. Tell me that it's it's okay that I'm. So, so, so you you'd rather me lie to you than say you know hey back off the the, the uh, chips ahoy or the Oreos. Yes, but I also want to be with someone who tells the truth. Okay, so figure that out. Okay, so let's let's play I that. I don't want to be so, with a person who. Okay, let's do that. Let's do that uh, age old <laughs> scenario. Okay, where you get your hair cut. Okay, and you come in and you're that like, has hey, happened, by the way, do you like my hair? And let's let's see if I get it right this time. Yes. So, 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 so you get your hair. So you just I got did, your hair cut. Yeah, yeah we're role playing. This is a real life podcast RPG <laughs> game, role playing game. So you're going to pretend like you so, got your hair so cut. So look how long my hair is. Yeah, it's like down to like mid back, way back, and so I get it cut all the way up above my yeah, shoulders. Yeah, so like right here. Yes, all the way okay. up. Hey, do you like my new haircut? What do you think of it? I love it. I do too. I think it's great. You look fabulous. <laughs> what if I hate it? What if well, I made a big mistake? You know what? It'll grow back in two years. Ugh. We'll just tug on it, put a little egg in it, grow it out. So do for all two the old years, wives you're going to pretend to love me? Yes. Until it grows back. Maybe just a year. Because then in a year from now, what do they say? Hair grows, what, a half an inch every month or something like that? Quarter. Quarter? Ooh. Three years. It'll be three years. It took a long time. How long did it take? This length is the longest it's ever been in my entire life. Really? It took a few years. Um. It took me two years, almost two years, to grow a long goatee mm. that I recently cut back in the uh, summer of 19. Mm-hmm. So um, so when you, yeah, so I want you to, if I do something drastic. Right. Okay, so what's the shortest you've had your hair? Um, pixie. Okay, so if you came, okay, let's, let's role play again. You came in with a pixie cut. Okay, so the first role play was <laughs> from mid-back to about shoulder length. So now we're going from mid-back to pixie. pixie. And again, no offense to anybody out there if you might have your hair a certain way. I love short hair Just for women that it. can rock it. Yes. I personally cannot rock a okay. short hair. Okay, so now you got your hair cut in a pixie style. Yes, and okay, I'm so, about to cry. Okay, so I'm, I'm in near tears. Okay, so I'm kind of mind my own business, <laughs> and you come in and, and let me know. Okay. Hey, do you like my haircut? Ah! <laughs> What did you do? It looks awful. I it hate does. it. Oh. Wear a ball cap. Oh. Is that not the answer you want? No. No. My dad said that to some lady one time. He was walking down. He was used to work downtown Los Angeles, and he passed this woman every day at lunch hour, and she had really long hair, and he actually, and then she cut it, and then he actually told her, like, it looks like shit. Wow. I was like, Dad, you did not say that. See, I like, um, I'll, I'll walk around with people. And I, I have no hair for those that watch us on YouTube. Okay. So I'll walk around and I'll see people with, uh, like, especially if girls have, like, shaved their head or something. And I'll walk them in and I'll point 
point, if, if I have a hat, I'll take it off. I'll point them and say, nice haircut. And then we kind of joke. And then um, sometimes with students in class, or whatever, if they're getting a little shabby, I'll like call them hippies mm-hmm. because like I have no hair. So I like make fun of them. But, uh, but yeah, especially if I see uh, women, if they shave their head or something, I'll make, I'll make a comment and be like, hey, nice haircut. I like your style or something like that. And, you know, because you never know. First off, you never know why they had to cut their hair. Right. It could just be they're sick of right. dealing with the long hair. Right. It could be cancer. Right. It could so be all be kinds of things. So you but, have to be careful. But, okay, so it brings up the point then. Okay, you mentioned cancer, things like that. Okay, what would you rather have me do? Tell you the truth or give you that, like, okay, make you feel good lie, even <laughs> though I may or may not like it? Um, I would prefer that you soften the truth by telling me that it doesn't matter what I look like, that you love me anyway. So like you come in, your jeans are a little tight. You say, honey, do these jeans make me look fat? (laughs) I'd be like, no, but a size 10 would look really sexy on you. (laughs) No, don't say that. Oh, not that? No, No? do not say that. No. Say, okay, before we give the answers, how about... What do you, is lying okay? We'll give the answers at the end. Okay. The politically correct ones. Well, well, or the real ones, I should see, say. It, not, it, the, not the, politically correct well, okay. is a lie, right? right. It, well, yeah. well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Politically, politically correct, fake news, all that's a lie. But here's the thing, okay? Before we get to the answering the questions, here's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, okay, let's pose let's a, a do, real. Let's do some scenarios. Yeah, here's a real life scenario. Okay, so 2013, fall of 2013, uh, I started having some uh, liver issues. Okay, so you mentioned the cancer with the, with the hair. So medical, let's let's look at the medical aspects of it. So I had some uh, liver issues back in the fall of 2013. I go to the ER because it was recommended I go to the ER. And I see all these different doctors. It took like 13 hours. And I hear all kinds of things being thrown at me. It could be liver failure. It could be mm. you know liver cancer. It could be... Uh, pancreatic cancer mm-hmm. it could be kidney related mm-hmm. it could be you know a bile duct thing it could be you know a number of things mm-hmm. so it went from the the not so serious to i'm going to be dead right in like six months and so obviously they weren't giving me any answers because they were kind of waiting on some test results but i also knew that they were weeding out some things right so even though they wouldn't tell me anything i would ask them so is it kidney issue and they couldn't tell me that Okay, is it a pancreatic issue? You know, for my pancreas, they wouldn't say anything. And I know at this point they were ruling out some things, mm-hmm. and so I go get the ultrasound, mm-hmm. and the ultrasound is where they put the jelly on the, the belly, and they kind of move around to see the organs on the inside. Mm-hmm. And so I look at the, uh, the person doing the ultrasound who isn't really in a position to tell me anything, but I asked her, and she wouldn't say anything. And so then I see the doctor hours later. I'm like, hey, how was the ultrasound? You rule anything out? And they're like, no. I'm like, come on, man. You got to at least give me something because, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're telling me I could be something as simple as kidney stones to something that I'm going to be dead. And right. you're ruling out these things with, um, with the test results. So in the medical profession, I pref- would prefer they just told me. Well, I found out... Uh, Actually, I think it was from a buddy of mine who was a doctor that it's gotten to the point where unless they can prove concrete one thing, Mm -hmm. they're not going to say anything because of liability. Mm. Okay. So now are they putting themselves ahead of the patient? I don't know. That's probably a topic of another Mm -hmm. conversation. But I would have them just tell me what's up. This is what you're we're thinking. This is what we're dealing with. This is what we're looking for. And let me know straight up. Don't so them not being forthcoming or not being completely truthful was producing more yes. anxiety. Yeah, exactly. Because I, I thought I'd be dead in six months because it was pancre- uh, pancreatic cancer because right. they had mentioned that you know, as, a, as a possibility. And then it turned out to be, you know, fortunately I'm still here, uh, it turned out to be not as serious mm-hmm. as um, 
they had led me to believe when I first initially went to the ER, and they could have yeah. like ended you know months of anxiety if they had just been up you know straight up forth with me right. or straight up with me in the beginning when we started the whole process. So um, in that type of instance, I think that honesty would be the best policy. So do you think that that fits into the category of? On the on the line of you know lying, well, do, you, like, do you think it fits into that? Well, I don't think they should. Withholding, I think, yeah, withhold, I think withholding is the same. Is the, same, the same as same. lying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They could be something along the line. Like they could have given me information that would have been very helpful mm-hmm. instead of just sending me home with more questions. Mm-hmm. You know, right? So when is it okay to lie? Do you think it's like? Is there ever a time that it's okay? Is lying well, ever okay? Apparently, if you get a pixie cut. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And you come into the studios. <laughs> that would be one time. Please, yes. You know. Well, that's well, that's the other thing too. Okay, you've written a book. We've talked about it in past episodes. Yes. Okay, we do a podcast. I've done a lot of things in radio, and feedback is mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. Critical feedback, you know, not just you know arbitrary. Right. Hey, your show sucks. Why? What was good? What was bad? Mm-hmm. So, is there a place and time to lie? It depends. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I asked it's... my professor one time, okay. I actually have a, a bachelor degree mm-hmm. in English, creative writing. That's what my undergrad is in. And I, in hindsight, it's silly of me to um, think that I did this, but I actually talked to my professor during that time and I asked her, do you think I'm a good enough writer to be uh, a published author to have a, a national, you know, bestseller or to publish a book. And that was a terrible question for me to ask her, but I did. And she lied to me, but she said it in a way that was kind of the truth as well. She's, and she told me she, she didn't answer my question. Actually. She said the people who are published are not. And I took the offense to this, honestly, at the time. Now I don't. She said the people who are published are not necessarily the most talented, but the ones who want it the most. That was her answer to me. And so at the time, you know, I was really insecure and I was like, oh, she thinks I'm a horrible writer, but because I'm, uh, she thinks I'm not the most talented, but because I'm tenacious, then I'll probably be published. That's how I interpreted it. That's probably the wrong way to interpret it. But I was basically... Not I. In hindsight, I was asking for validation. I wasn't really asking for the truth. And she luckily softened it and didn't. Because at the time, I wasn't a good. I mean, I still might not be, even though I've published. See, I can understand that, but I, my approach would probably have been a little different, with the fact that because you never know, and this is true, you never know what's going to be successful and what isn't. You never know if a person is going to be success based on what they're doing in the early part of their career. For example, you writing, okay, your writing might be atrocious in the beginning, Mm -hmm. but as you develop, you might have a talent for it. Mm -hmm. And as you develop the writing skills, as you write more and you get your style and you get your craft down, you might improve and then you become a success. So in that case, I can kind of understand the deflection because you don't want to discourage somebody from chasing what they want to do in life. But you also have to be a little bit more realistic in that situation Mm -hmm. and be like, you know what, as of right now, maybe the way you're writing Mm -hmm. isn't going to be a national bestseller, but- if you continue to write mm-hmm. and you continue to uh, improve yourself and maybe take writing classes or practice and put out manuscripts or whatever, then you could possibly get to the point where you could have something. But it's hard to know how honest to be with someone because you don't know how they're going to take it. Some yeah. people, um, there are certain situations where I love, love, love 
the the tr- like in my in my writing I love the truth because if it's not good enough if it's not hitting the mark I want to know about it so that I can make it better there's other areas where maybe cutting my hair maybe I don't want as much truth but so I think the receiver not only as the giver we have to decide how much truth we're going to give if we're going to tell a lie but then the receiver too so we're all constantly gauging like some people can handle truth and some people can't so you're like oh I cannot tell this person the truth because they can't handle it it's going to hurt their feelings on the other hand you know, how do, how honest are we willing to be? Cause we're a lot of times we lie, not necessarily to protect the other person, but we lie to protect ourselves. Like if my husband says, Hey, did you do, you know, X, Y, or Z? Did you pay the bills or did you take out the trash or whatever? Um, sometimes in my head, I might be like, Oh crap, I forgot. He's been asking me to do this thing for three days and I keep forgetting. So to put myself out of my misery, I might say, yeah, I did it. And then as soon as he goes and gets in the shower, I'm like running to do it really fast, you know, thinking that he's not going to know the difference. Right. That's so silly. But that's what we do. We lie so that we don't get in trouble, so that we don't get caught, so that we can, you know, do whatever it is that we want to do. So it's both sides. So basically you're talking about circumstantial lying. Is that what it's called? Circumstantial. Uh, please tell it's, me your experience with circumstantial life. Well, no, it goes back to the, uh, <laughs> I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Yes. You know? But, okay, so in your case, you didn't do something that you were told or asked to do, requested mm-hmm. to do for three days. Mm-hmm. So you said you did, and then you went and did it. Right. So the circumstance, you would put in and said, oh, I did it, and then you went and done it. So that was the circumstantial lie was to cover so that you could go do it. Um, what if it's something even... So, so going back to the hair thing, it's a circumstantial thing. Do you think my hair looks good? Well, does it or doesn't it? Well, if I don't think it does, am I going to tell you that? So is it okay for me to circumstantially lie and be like, oh, no, it looks great? You know, or. So, so, so the question is how much if so, what we're are we saying that lying is okay as a principle? Well, as a principle, I would think that honesty would be the best policy. Mm-hmm. But I think we lie with good intention. I think we. I think people lie. Just period. You so know, we, what all if, so we all lie. We all so, lie, and we all lie with good intention. We all lie, lie with bad intention. But yeah. I think what we're talking about is is lying with good intention. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. you, you come up to me and you come up so, to me. So, I, okay. So a student. I have students because I teach. Hey, did you cheat on a test? No, I didn't. Okay. Well, I caught you. You lied. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or did you do the assignment? No, I didn't. Or one of the things which I love to do is sometimes I'll be uh, friends uh, with students on social media mm-hmm. and they won't come to class mm-hmm. and I'll ask them, hey, why don't you come to class? And they'll give me a reason. I'm like, yeah, because, and, and the reason was, oh, I'm sick. Well, yeah, I saw you at the, uh, on, on social media <laughs> with your pictures uh-uh. at the party the night before and you were hungover. Yeah. You weren't sick. So you might well, have been throwing up. Sick, yeah, but, but it wasn't, see, again, it was for a different reason. So there was reason. a circumstantial <laughs> lie that, you know, they're trying to get away with. So have you ever said to some, so if somebody, um, wants to like right now there's I guess I can say this because the lady doesn't know who I am and I don't know the lady she wants my daughter to um, babysit but my daughter doesn't want to babysit for this lady then just be so like, no. I say so just tell her you know that you're not interested but not we available. have a, yeah we have a hard time well she says not available and then the lady keeps calling her or what if don't there's answer. somebody that okay so so you don't answer well, if the lady can't get a hint, or just, why, well, I guess the question would be, why doesn't she want to? They just the didn't kids mesh. They didn't mesh. They, they did like a trial thing, and it just wasn't see, the I right think, match. See, okay. So she it, doesn't want, and it, I agree in okay, this situation. It comes down to, I think it comes down to this, to be honest. 
we should be at a point in society where we can tell, you know what, I uh, sat for your kid. I don't think we matched. I don't think I'm the best babysitter for your child. I think there's probably other people out there, and I think that you should be able to, uh, you know, go find somebody else that's more better suited for watching your kid than I am. And I think See, that we should be mature enough to be able to yeah. be like, yeah, okay, that's reasonable. Some of us are, are can do that, and other people like because yeah. I even she doesn't she lives my daughter lives in a different state, so I texted her and I said maybe you should just tell her um, that you've changed direction and that you're not you're just going to move on to other you know opportunities and thank you for your time. And she texted me back and said, okay, I could say that, but maybe not so harsh. And I was thinking, why is that harsh? But the younger crowd, um, not necessarily the the younger crowd, but just a lot of us have a hard time being honest. And so like if someone is, has, you know, reached out to you and you just don't want to, you know, reach back, then we make up excuses. Oh, I lost the email. That's a popular one. Oh, I lost all of my emails. My phone broke. I lost all of my contacts. I lost, you know, um, we make up things rather because I'm with you. I would just rather just be honest and just tell the truth. But so I think my students know me as pretty direct. I think I've heard them say a couple times. I just say it like it is. Mm-hmm. I think one time, a couple, uh, I think it was our second episode we did, we got finished with it. You asked me how it was. And I said, it sucked. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it was just straight up. And uh, and then one another student was here and he said, yeah, that's pretty much how he is. <laughs> um, so maybe I'm a little more blunt than I should be, but I think. We're alike in that area. <laughs> so, so I think for me, it's a little bit of difference. Now, there'll be times students will come to me kind of like what you did with your student. And you got to be direct because you can't take oh, you're great. You're going to be a superstar. Well, that's not going to be the case. You're giving them false hope. However, you could be, like I mentioned earlier, you know what, right now at this point, this is what I see. This is what I hear. But if you improve, Mm -hmm. if you excel, if you get better, if you practice, if you put in the time, you're going to get better. And then Mm -hmm. you never know. Mm -hmm. I'm always of the assertion that someplace in America, if somebody wanted to be on the radio, they can. Mm-hmm. So I always tell them that too. I said, you know what? You could be someone on the radio that might not be in LA, New York, or Chicago, but you know, Iowa, a Montana, mm-hmm. a place like that might not be your ultimate goal, but it's a start. It's a start. It's a Go way there. to practice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, um, so, but so I'm, I'm, I'm of the, so yeah, I mean, we all lie. We all like to say, uh, you know, not give the person hard feelings. We don't want them to feel bad. And I think that's okay. I think that's inherent in our nature to not want to make the other person feel bad. So we kind of just make up some stuff and try to let them, you know, tell them what they want to hear so they feel good about themselves. But I think we should mature as a society and be able to be like, you know what? I just not a good fit for your kid. Mm-hmm. I think there's better babysitters out there and I think you should go find one. Mm-hmm. Now, here's a story. I totally agree with you. Um, now, here's a story from high school. This guy, um, I was in the marching band, and he was in the marching band. And this was, I think, my junior, sophomore, junior year-ish. I can't remember. After a game one night, we were still on the football field, and this guy comes up and asks me out for a date. And I said, I kind of hesitated, and then I said, you know what? Um, I, I, you're, you're a nice guy, you know, we're great as friends, but there's just nothing there. I'm just not interested in you in that way. So thank you, you know, for the invitation, but I'm just going to have to say no. And he kind of froze, you know, in his tracks when I said that, and then he turned around and he walked away and I was like, oh gosh. And then he came back 10 minutes later and he said, and he was beaming. He's like, you know what? 
thank you for saying that to me because a lot of girls would say, would make up an excuse, like they got to wash their hair, they got to go, you know, someplace else. And then it would make me think like, well, okay, they want to go, but they are just busy. So then I'll ask them again, or they'll not want to say anything. So they'll, they'll feel bad saying no. So they say yes. And then I go out and I pay for a dinner and I go through all this expense and she's just doing it because she feels bad saying no. So he said, thank you for telling me, you know, the truth and being honest and setting you know me on my way so yeah i think i think i think it comes to like the dating relationship things it would save everybody a lot of heartache and trouble and issues if we were just not blunt but honest about it you know um i hear students talk about getting ghosted where they're like date somebody or go out on a date and then they never hear back and and then they respond it's like why can't the person who's disappeared just Mm -hmm. be like you know what I mean, it's a text world. You don't even have to confront somebody. Right. You can break up with her answer machine for all you care. Right. You can just be like, you know what? I'm not interested. It just didn't work out. Thank you so much. I had yeah. a lovely time and best of luck in what you do. Boom. Problem solved. You yeah. know, but, but people can't do that because I think, A, we don't like confrontation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't like criticism receiving or even giving, giving. sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's why we lie. Mm-hmm. And then two, we're just not mature enough as a society to just kind of be speak you know, the truth. And that's what it is. Am I good enough to be on the radio right now? I would say probably not, but you know what, if you continue to work hard and you continue to uh, improve yourself and practice and put in the time, I believe that there's an opportunity somewhere in this country for you to be on the radio. Mm-hmm. We're not all going to be Ryan Seacrest or whomever, but there's a chance for you to be on the radio. Mm-hmm. That would give them a sense of like, okay, there's a little bit of hope. There's an opportunity. Now they can take that information and decide what they want to do with it. You know, I'm just not interested in you. I had a great time. It was a lovely night. Best of luck in, in, your, in your search. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, we move on. But because we lie, because we make things up, I think that just compounds the issue at times. It does. And then it causes more problems. Mm-hmm. You know, I know, yeah, I've, I've seen, I've heard it, you know, many times, you know, especially being around, you know, uh, students. I don't want to say young people because some of the students are a little bit older. And this is all generations. I mean, this mm-hmm. is all age, people of all ages. You know, they'll come up and they'll make up excuses. And like you said, giving someone hope that, you know what, okay, they're just busy right now, but maybe next week or maybe right. this event. And it's like. Right. And then it just gives on and on. So, so what about lying when it comes to things that um, are not necessarily involving other, I mean, they do involve other people, but it's more hidden. So for example, if you received extra change at the cash register, do you tell the lady or do you, or the, or the man, or do you keep it and say, cha-ching, today was my lucky day. I got extra change. See me personally, I'd give it back just because that's just me no, mm-hmm. for no reason. I just, you know, it's not mine. Um, I give it back. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, so I, give it back. I guess or, that's a, a person, but you know. yeah. Or if there's a, um, if you have, I've walked out of the grocery store before and there's been something in my cart, maybe on the bottom. Now they have those, um, cameras on the bottom, but something that didn't get paid for. So I've literally turned back around and gone back into the store and said, can you charge me for this? But in general, so like, so we're talking about lying. We're talking about when is it okay to lie? If it is okay to lie, how much of a lie, like how far do you go down that slide? And when is it, when is a lie okay? When is it not okay? Is it ever okay? And when is it you're giving information, but not all the information? Okay, so you take a look at things that are going on. Law enforcement, you've got a shooter on campus. Do you really want everybody to know everything that's going on, or are you going to give them some information to kind of ease 
and calm mm-hmm. you know the 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 situation mm-hmm. you know um, maybe maybe that's maybe that's a topic that's not even, maybe maybe that type of scenario doesn't even fit in the conversation mm-hmm. because we're dealing with something completely different uh, we're just talking about interpersonal well i think things. withholding information like you were talking about in the medical they were withholding mm-hmm. information to protect you Right. And, and, or to protect themselves from me suing them for telling me I have pancreatic cancer and right. give me a heart attack and then I don't. <laughs> right. Or, you know, in a, in a traumatic, you know, in a shooting, you know, withholding information in order to protect people, to keep people calm. Um, so, or, you know, then we're getting into other scenarios in our relationships about we want to be with someone who's honest, but, it, you know, we, we look at those little things. So, for example, um, I'll tell on myself. So, um, sometimes I, so I used to, I don't do this anymore, but I used to buy a pair of shoes or a sweater or whatever and then bring it into the house without him, without my husband seeing the package come in. Right. And then maybe like three months later, I put it on. He's like, oh, is that a new sweater? I'm like, oh, I got this three months ago. So that's, that is lying, right? That's not being honest. So we all do those things, right? Right. right. So yeah. you want to tell on yourself, is there anything that you do? No, not <laughs> you're really. lying. Not really. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like you said, you, you, you can, you can, here, here's the one, here's the one area that I'll say where you should never lie. Never lie to yourself. But we do. But we shouldn't because we need to tell ourselves the truth about who we are and what we're going through and what our experiences are. I think that's the area that we lie the absolute most but we to ourselves. Okay. So, um, so like what would be a situation where you lie to yourself? So if we, um, are not in reality with who we are, we think that we're better than other people. We think that we're, um, better than we're above a certain situation where we deserve to be, paid more for our efforts we deserve to be um have you know accolades or rewards um or we say that we're you know less than other people like oh i don't i don't deserve you know all of this or i don't deserve you know this treatment that i'm getting those are i think sometimes you know there could be some truth on there but a lot of times we lie to ourselves we think that we're better than we are we we have a tendency to base ourselves on our intentions and so if I intend to do something, it makes me feel like I'm a better person because I'm fully intending to do it. I'm not a better person because I haven't done it. All I've done is think about, you know, fantasizing about the future, about what I may or may not do. So because we base ourselves on our intentions, we, and a lot of times we lie to ourselves because how many times have we said, oh yeah, I'm going to do that. Let's just pick a couple of things. Just for examples, I'm going to start saving money or I'm going to lose weight. Um, or I've, I lost some, some weight, but then I gained it back at Thanksgiving. But then every time you, somebody sees you or every time you see this person, it's always like, oh yeah, I'm going to lose weight. Even though they're getting, you know, bigger and bigger, we're lying to ourselves because you either are, or you aren't doing something. And so when we, when we pretend or when we base our actions on our intentions, that's a form of lying to ourselves because there's, we haven't done it. We haven't done what we said that we're going to do. And so that that's one way. There's several ways, but that's one way. But that Thanksgiving turkey was so delicious. It was. And I had so many helpings. 
for like day. I leftovers that's, are the see, best. That's part. why your pants are a little bit tight. Yeah. <laughs> because it's not because of lunch today. It's because of the turkey <sighs> that you had at Thanksgiving. Yes, and you're gonna point that out, and you're gonna notice. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I guess I don't know. I think I'm a little bit more real with myself. I think I'm more real with myself than I am with anybody else because I'm. I, I go back and forth. Like I'll get, I'll tell myself the truth. And then I'll give myself excuses why the truth isn't the truth, but I still know the truth, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, so where do you think that you, because we we're humans, mm-hmm. we all lie to ourselves. So so you're saying that there's never a time that you manipulate or um, shuffle the truth for any reason or... Well, what, okay, what about this scenario? The holiday season. You mentioned Thanksgiving, so the holiday season. And let's say... Well, not let's say because people do it all the time. There's uh, someone that's a little bit less fortunate, a family, and you go out and you buy some gifts and you drop the gifts on the doorstep. Mm-hmm. They come to you and said, hey, did you give us the gifts? No, I didn't. Because you don't want the attention and the accolades. You just want them to enjoy the gifts. Is that okay to lie that way? Or should you say, yeah, I did. I hope you enjoy them. Yeah. it's a, Well... Like, again, we're talking about protecting people's feelings. Like if it's if you say, yes, I'm the one that left the gifts on your porch, they may feel obligated to you. They may feel um, inferior to you. They may feel they may have all kinds of weird feelings about it. And so depending on their reaction, again, you know, we we, a lot of lying is is for protection. So depending on how they react or what that relationship is, um. But again, the more like I'm, so yeah, I've done that or I've right. been the receiver of right. that. And you're right. Yeah. It's so awkward. It's like, do you or do you not, you know, tell the truth? And if you tell the truth, the consequences might be that they feel inferior and it's going to be a weird relationship moving forward. If you don't tell them it was me and they know that it was now they're going to know mm-hmm. they're going to look at you as like that you're being manipulative or that you're lying or that you can't just be honest enough to say, hey, I want to help you. So sometimes there's like. You're you're damned either way. Right. Like if you do, if you don't, and well, in the Good Samaritan type of scenario, I think it's okay to lie if you want to to protect that because it's you know what's that saying you know um, when you give in secret is better than to to give for the accolades because that's what you receive. Like if I'm giving because I want people to know I'm giving, um, then that's my reward is the accolades of me giving. But if I give in secret and give in quiet and let the act of me giving be what it is, then that's kind of bad. I know I'm kind of messing up the quote. But no, I'm no, no, you're not messing up the quote. It's totally right. And it's, and it's a double, again, is a double-edged sword because you're, we, the, the, I don't know the exact um, reference to that verse, but the verse that you're referring to means that if we do it, if, if we serve, if we donate, you know, to charity mm-hmm. or we give something and we do it, so that people will congratulate us, then that is not the way that mm-hmm. God designed it because we're getting the glory and it's not, not for him. Mm-hmm. But so, so it's self-serving. Like we give in order to you know, receive the accolades and that's not the right way to give. In that respect, it would be better to give in secret so that we don't, um, we're not you know, getting all the pats on the back. However, if everything that we do as far as charity is done in secret, now we're not motivating or inspiring anybody else to follow suit. And so the, the, um, the conundrum is, is that, you know, we go serve at the homeless shelter. We don't want to brag about it, 
but we want to encourage other people to serve. So we tell people about it. We invite them to come with us. We, we invite them to be a part of the giving, you know, that we're doing, but we don't take the credit like, Oh, we're such great people. We do it so that other people can join in and be encouraged to also, because when people see some people donating and volunteering, it, it inspires them to donate and volunteer. So I think it's the, it's the not doing it for personal satisfaction. It's not doing it to put it on your resume. Like, Oh, I, you know, donate here. I, you know, it's not for self. It's not the look at, look at me. No, the look at me. Look what I've done type of thing. Right. That's the line. Yeah. That's line of the line. So it's not. So again, is that lying? Like if we do something and we don't want to own up to that, it was us or is that being secret Santa or is that being, I see it just comes down to the circumstance goes back to I think the circumstance in some situations it's okay to be the one that just lets you know let the lie be a lie because it's for the betterment of the situation or the mm-hmm. circumstance right sometimes but most of the time we should just be able to be straight up with some sort of truth where you're giving the facts and you're just talking about and we shall be mature enough to be able to accept that and receive that but we're not and so but that's why we're having this conversation what if the truth is something that is um, self-protecting or self-preserving. So let's say we are, let's say we're um, watching, uh, we're addicted to pornography. Right. Or, and our spouse is, you know, being left out. Um, Let's say we have some sort of, any kind of of addiction. Addiction, Or an affair or um, whatever. And of course we don't want to be caught. So we're going to lie in order to feed whatever it is that we're doing. Mm-hmm. But see, that's a difference. See, that's a different circumstance. Mm-hmm. There, we don't want to get caught because we might be doing something perceived as wrong mm-hmm. versus we don't want to get caught because we don't want the accolades to be on us. We just want the deed that we did, the good deed to stand alone. We want these people that benefited from our kindness or generosity just to be able to enjoy their Christmas morning, whatever. Mm-hmm. So there's a difference because the, the line to protect ourselves because we're doing something wrong is a circumstance where we don't want to get in trouble. Right. And so, therefore, we're going to lie so we don't get in trouble. I mean, it's that's inherent in our nature. Right. We're born with that. We're right. born with lying to get out of trouble mm-hmm. because we always are in trouble, even mm-hmm. from, you know, a kid, you know, that can barely walk and talk. We're mm-hmm. going to lie. Did mm-hmm. you do this, Johnny? No. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. You know, who did this? They did. They did. Whatever. And so that's or inherent. Even, or even on what you just said made me think of, look at all the people on the news, on TV, the politicians, and how many people, not even just politicians, but but high, higher up people who have gotten caught doing something and... and well, that's, was it Prince and Andrew? Yeah, I think Prince it's the Andrew. one he just said in the interview. He says, I honestly don't remember that picture being taken. I don't remember meeting her. I don't remember the conversation. I honestly think that never happened. And I'm like, how many times have people said those exact words? I don't recall. I don't remember. I don't. And we're all sitting there thinking, okay, it would be better. It would save us all a lot of time and money if, if, if people would just own up to it and say, yeah, I did it. And, and, but we, we deny, we deny it. I did not have sex with that woman. I did not, I don't recall like over and over and over. Oops. So it's hard to be honest because the, because if we're honest and we tell the truth, we're going to look back. I mean, we look bad anyway by doing that, but, 
we can't handle that kind of vulnerability. That's why we lie because we can't, we've gotten caught, we're out in the light and we can't handle the vulnerability that it takes to say, yes, I did this. And so we protect and pretend until we can't anymore. And then it's like, okay, well, yeah, I did it. But right, yeah, self-preservation you, yeah. is the, you know, the, and I'm sorry, my ADD is like all over the place on this. <laughs> Let me, I have another story to tell you. Tell us your story. <laughs> so I was at the porn convention. I mentioned a couple episodes ago that we had a booth at the porn convention, right? It was, I wasn't, um, uh, I wasn't participating. She does not perform. <laughs> I do not. I'm Settle not a performer. Down. Right. So we had a booth, you know, Jesus loves porn stars and no, Jesus does not love pornography, but he loves the people. So we were there to tell them that. And so people came up to the booth and we were having these great conversations and this more than once, I was there two years in a row, more than once people came up and we would say, Hey, you want to take a picture with this really cool backdrop that we had? And the guy would say, Oh no, if my boss knew that I was here, I would be fired. Mm -hmm. Or if my wife knew I was here with her, she would divorce me. And then the woman would say, Oh yeah, if my husband knew that I was here um, with him, he would. So, so these two people were having an affair. They met in Vegas at, they came, they met for the weekend in Vegas at the porn convention, having an affair. Both of them were married. So we get ourselves into these situations you know that we're just lying all over the place and you know or it, it, it even a lie could be as simple as hey I'm gonna you know exercise when I get home and then when we get home we're like ah, I'm too tired I'm not gonna do it well you said that you were gonna do it so it was that that's just changing your mind you think it's changing? That's just changing my mind. Because again, circumstances. Well, then you need to reevaluate your priorities. Because again, the circumstance could be because I could wake up in the morning and be like, yeah, when I get home, I'm going to do XYZ. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to do this. I'm going to read a book. I'm going to. And then you get home after a long day of, you know, sniveling students whining about their grades. And you're like, ah, <laughs> oh, I just got to sit and veg and watch something stupid on TV. So again, it depends on so, the situation. Right. So that is back to are we. Are we judging ourselves based on our intentions? Like, say if the person that comes home every, so I'm going to exercise when I get home and they never do. So is that person basing themselves on their intentions? They feel good about themselves because they have yes. full intention to exercise, yes. but it's a lie because yes. they never do. In that case, it would be, they'd be lying to themselves and just, they should just come up and be like, you know what? I'm not going to exercise. Exactly. And therefore I'm going to stop telling everybody and telling myself I'm going to exercise mm -hmm. because you're not going to, mm -hmm. unless you do it. You should stop telling yourself that. And again, that's why you should never lie to yourself. Just be honest with yourself and so be okay with it. why don't we? I don't know. Why don't we lie to ourselves? No, no, no. Why, do no. why we? don't we? Oh, I don't know. Why I think so that's an individual question. I, I try not to lie to myself. Um, and I try to be honest with myself. You know, recently you talked about weight loss. You know, recently I lost about 50, 50 pounds. Still got a few more to go. And for years I was like, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it. But I was realistic with the expectations that, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know how. I don't know when, but someday I will. And then I st got onto a plan and eventually found something that worked for me and I got to where I am now. And so I was honest with myself saying I want to, but I don't know when, I don't know how, I got to figure that out. Eventually I figured it out and then I got to where I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the type of thing. I want to exercise. Instead of saying I'm going to exercise when I get home, I want to exercise when I get home and then try to make a plan to go mm -hmm. about how to do that. Mm -hmm. you that know? would be the way to handle it. Yes. That would be the way to handle it. A lot of us don't do that and we and we don't acknowledge the fact that we 
we are lying to ourselves if we say we're going to do something and repeatedly don't do it. Now there's a character issue and the people that are hearing us say that don't believe us, don't believe our words because they're, we're just all talk, you know, we're going to do this and then we never come through. So in that sense, we're lying to ourselves. We're lying to each other. Um, we're thinking that we're better than we are because we're basing ourselves on our intentions and not by our actual actions. And it, it's a serious character flaw when we, when we go through life that way. Well, see, I think two feelings get into it mm-hmm. and there's a heart, there's a, there's a, there's a non, well, there's a connection. I don't want to say disconnect. We should sometimes have a disconnect between the heart and the mind, but there's not a disconnect. And sometimes the heart overrules the mind. And so we have our feelings involved. And so we want to say whatever it is that either a makes the other person feel good, Mm -hmm. makes ourselves feel good or whatever we can say to make it comfortable in the situation, a circumstance that we're in because we don't like being uncomfortable. And so when someone comes to me and says, Hey, how do you like my hair? Do my jeans make me look fat? First off, I'm not going to care because I don't care if your jeans make you look fat. I don't care if I don't like the way you cut your hair because as long as you like the way you cut your hair and as long as you like the way your jeans fit on you, why should I care? But you're wanting me to have approval, so I'm going to probably respond in a manner that's going to make you feel good. Mm. Oh, you know what? I like the way, yeah, I like the way your hair is because it makes you feel good. So right. I personally wouldn't have it that way. I personally don't like, and like, I, like I've told people before, Hey, I cut my hair. Do you like it? I'm like, Oh, you know what? It looks good on you. But you know, for me, I prefer, would prefer mm-hmm. someone with longer hair. Mm-hmm. I prefer, I prefer women with longer hair. That's just my preference. Just like everyone has a preference. Um, but for you, if you like it and you feel good about it, then you should, <laughs> you should run with it. So, so we need to acknowledge that sometimes we are asking people questions we're not that looking, we shouldn't. <laughs> that we shouldn't. And we're not asking for the truth. We're looking for approval. Yes. And that makes me insane. Yes. That well, makes me absolutely insane when people think that they're asking because I've had that so many times. Someone will say, hey, what do you think about this? If you ask me that question, I'm going to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I would prefer if someone and then so then if I disagree, then they're like all mad at me because I'm right. disagreeing. I'm like, but you asked me. So if you don't want my opinion, then why did you ask me in the first place? So it would be much better if you would preface it by saying, hey, I'm just looking for some validation here. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Then I can say I can speak to the heart. Then I can speak to their emotions. Then I can give the validation that they're that they're needing. But if you come to me and say, what do you think? And you say that you're, I no, I want the truth. And then I give you the truth and then you're mad at me. That makes me insane. Well, it goes like, back. I, I get so yeah. angry. It goes back to the, how are you doing today? <laughs> and then they start to tell you and you're like, oh man, I just was really just being polite and saying hi. Well, you should have just said Hello. Have a nice day and move on instead of how you're doing. Then they tell your story. It's kind of like that scenario. Right. But that's which is very passive aggressive because it's like if you don't want to know an answer, then don't ask the question. Right. Or if you've already made up, if you already have the decision in your mind of what you want to do, don't ask me. Don't get me involved. Like, just do the. Because like, yeah, if you want to cut your hair to be a shorter style, then, and that makes you comfortable and you want to do it, then go for it. Um, that's. And but I think then that, don't expect people to be mad because you. Right. But I think a lot of times, too, we're looking for validation. Yes. I'm going to get a tattoo. Do you think I should? Well, why would I care? Yeah, go for it. And then you get one. You don't like it. Now it's my fault. You got one because I told you to. Yeah, exactly. You're just looking looking for validation into whatever action you want to do or whatever it is that Mm -hmm. you want to do. Which is also a boundary issue. If we don't have good boundaries or, or codependence, like if we're expecting other people 
to be okay with the decisions that we're making. That's a sign of like poor boundaries or codependence that we're expecting other people to give us the validation. Mm -hmm. And it's not, sometimes it's not their job. It's not their job necessarily. So we're sometimes we're almost forcing people to lie because we're not being honest with what we want. I'm not being honest with you by saying, you know, do you like my haircut? If, if I want you to tell me that it looks good, I'm the one that has to decide if I like it. I'm the one that has to decide if it feels good on me. It's not your job to say, you know, one way or the other. So if I give you that power to validate me and then you don't like maybe you just don't like short hair. It doesn't mean that I don't look good in it or I shouldn't have it. So I think a lot of times we get into these lying situations either with ourselves or with other people because we don't have boundaries or we're passive aggressive or we've got some codependence going on. And that it just almost automatically forces people if they know they can't be honest with you, they won't. We teach people how to treat us. And if we are a person that cannot receive the truth, then people are not going to give it to us. And then that's going to be a relationship that's made up of of uh, it's not honest. It's lying. I had a student one time who I believe is from the West Coast, but spent some time on the East Coast, New York. And New York and L.A. are two completely different cities. With yes, With two they completely are. different cultures, yes. lifestyles, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I asked her, hey, so what do you like better, L.A. or New York? She's like, New York. I'm like, why? Because they're blunt and they get right to the truth <laughs> and they don't candy coat things and go around and beat the bush and all that stuff. I'm like, really? She'll, yeah, they're just straightforward. If they have something on their mind, they're going to say it yep. and they're not going to take all this, you know, roadmap to the stars style way of telling you what they want to say. They just get mm-hmm. right to it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably what we've become. We've become a culture on certain, in certain areas where we don't want to offend somebody. We don't mm-hmm. want to hurt their feelings. We want to tell them the truth, but we don't want to be offensive. And do we even care if we, you know, what the answer is? And so we're just going to kind of give them. we don't want the conflict, or conflict that comes, yep. the consequence that comes. And so I think there's a lot of things that plays into it. And that's why I think it goes back to circumstances. But if we're mature enough to be to the point in society where you ask me a question and I can then give you an answer to that question, in a way that's, you know, truthful, but yet also a way that isn't just outright mean, mm-hmm. then I think that's okay. Do you like my hair? Well, if you like it, that's the only thing that matters. Mm-hmm. I prefer someone with longer hair, but you know what? It looks good on you. If you're comfortable with it, then you should run with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know the hair thing's kind of superficial, but it's also like in a relationship. Uh, do you want to go out with me? No. Uh, I'm busy. I've got something going on. Okay. Maybe they want to go out with me, but they're just not available this time. Exactly. Instead of, you know what, I'm, thank you for the invitation. Um, I'm going to pass and good luck. You know, okay. Then I know that that person, you know, I can delete them from my phone (laughs) and I can send them hate mail (laughs) near Christmas time. I can send them coal and put in the coal in their stocking at Secret Santa. (laughs) But I think the key in some of this is what I'm getting is that we have to create a safe space. We have to create a space that is one, we are able to receive the truth and we're not asking people to lie to us. We're not asking for validation. We're asking, you know, we're, we're asking for an honest relationship. So we have to be able to receive truth. And then we also have to be able to give a lot of people are not able to give the truth. They may hate lying, but they're afraid to tell the truth because of how it's going to go. So they make up all these excuses and dance around the issue and whatever. And so I think there has to be, we have to learn to be 
like you were saying, it's bad to lie to ourselves. We have to be a safe enough person within ourselves that if we tell the truth to ourselves, hey, I've been saying I'm going to go to the gym for months and I don't do it. I need to be honest with myself and just come to the realization I'm just not going to go. And and a lot of times we can't handle that kind of truth because then it says something about who we are and we don't necessarily want to acknowledge that we are that person. We'd rather base our identity on our intentions because it feels better. And so I think creating that safe space within ourselves and then creating a safe space with each other so that we can be free to be honest without the condemnation. That's the key. Here's a simple analogy, maybe. So we uh, reached out and we got a logo for Two Steps Ahead podcast. Okay. Yes. And the first rounds came, you know, the first, uh, the, the, you know, the guy sent me or sent us the mm-hmm. first go around. Yes. And it was just an idea. We gave him really little information and he did a great job on some of them. You know, mm-hmm. some of them really good, but not mm-hmm. quite what we're looking for. Yes. So in that instance, we had to be straight up honest and be like, you know what? These are cool. The great designs. Love the vision, but not what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Because if we would have like been, oh, they're great, then we'd be stuck with something we didn't like. Right. So I went back and said, you know, this is more of an image that we're looking for. And then we ultimately got the mm-hmm. the logo that I like. I think I think you like it. I don't know. Is it the final one? Uh, possibly. It's the one we're going with right now. Let's just say. <laughs> okay. So then I've been I've been shopping it around to some people just to get some feedback. And I said, hey, what do you think of this logo? And please be honest with me. And not just give me answers you think I want. And then the the, the, the retort was, well, you think I'm going to lie to you? Do you think I'm not honest? I'm like, no. But we live in a culture where people are going to tell us what we think we want to hear. Mm-hmm. And I just want true, honest feedback. So like by you by saying, is that the final one? That gives me honest feedback that you're not totally 100% <laughs> liking it. But, I want, but that's the feedback I want. So when I ask somebody for something, me personally, I want the honest feedback. Do you like it? Do you not like it? Why don't you like it? Why do you like it? If you listen to the show, why do you like it? Why don't you like it? What is good? What mm-hmm. is bad? Mm-hmm. If there's something else that I ask about, mm-hmm. you know, is it this? You know, so I'm never, I'm, of course, I'm never one that's going to ask, how does this look on me? Because, mm-hmm. you know, frankly, I don't care. I think the last time I asked someone's opinion about clothing was a few weeks ago. I had a, um, a long sleeve button down shirt mm-hmm. and I wanted to roll up the sleeves. But I don't know if that's cool anymore these days or not. Not that I care, but I wanted to roll them up. So I went in and I had one sleeve rolled up and one down and I asked up or down? Up. Okay, thanks. Boom. And out the door I go. But so I asked that type of superficial stuff. Not that superficial is bad, but I asked that superficial stuff very light, uh, very seldom. Mm-hmm. So when I'm asking somebody, I want them to tell me the truth. I don't want them to candy coat it. Just hit me with mm-hmm. what it is. What's the good? What's the bad? Just be you know, logical about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes people want to tell us or they want to let us know what they think they want us to hear. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we get the problem. And right. then it creates, like you said, this situation where someone thinks I, I accuse them of being a liar. And you know, I'm like, no, just don't tell me what you think I yeah. want to hear. Tell me your honest opinions about what this is. Well, when I, when I, there, so I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to say this by saying that I am exactly that way. Um, in certain areas of my life, in certain areas of my life, I do want that brutal honesty because it makes me better. So when I wrote Bob's book, No Arms, No Legs, No Problem, um, I did shop his book around to some people who I thought would give me an honest critique. And what I mean by honest critique, um, we did this in workshop. I mentioned um, before that I have an English degree in creative writing, a bachelor degree. And so we would workshop 
our material. So we'd write a short story, um, hand it out to the entire class. They would go home and read it the next week, come back and give it a critique. So there's like categories. There's like narrative voice. There's um, tangential plot lines. There's um, time and setting and pacing and all kinds of literary things that a book has to follow rules of the genre, if it's a mystery or biography, whatever. Those are the things that those objective things that that I wanted critique on for Bob's book. There were other writers and I thought, okay, they're going to be good people to give me that honest feedback based on these criteria. And I laid out the criteria. This is what I'm looking for. I laid out all the categories. And surprisingly, the majority of the people did not give me honest feedback. And I even said, this is a rough draft. Um, this is where I am in the process. I do not think this is ready for publishing, but I've taken it as far as I can take it. I've read it enough times. I know it needs more work. I know there's areas that are um, problem areas. So it's not that I'm, I'm not giving this to you thinking that it's, it's great and I'm ready for publishing. I'm giving it to you because I'm stuck because I know that there's areas and I just want your, your help and your feedback. What are you seeing? Cause I don't see everything. Right. And the majority, I was so surprised. And these people are writers, like they publish their own stuff. And I'm like, very little feedback. And they were like, Oh, it's great. You know, you're going to do great. Well, in my mind, what I interpreted is they don't like the book. And they're afraid to tell me that it's bad and they don't want to hurt my feelings, even though I specifically said, I think these are some problem areas. Here's the categories that I want you to speak on. One person actually did what I asked. One person went through every category and said, okay, here's the strength and here's the weakness in all of these areas that you've identified that you want help in. And that I loved that person. I wanted just to, to hug her. I wanted to take her out to dinner. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so helpful because it made the book better. So when, when we go into, we want to be better. We want to grow. We, there's this thing that we want help with. We're, we're able to receive that feedback and it's not subjective. It's not opinion. It's actual, there was like an actual rubric to follow and it made it so much better. I lost a ton of respect a ton of respect for all the other people that um, did not fill out. They just gave me like foo-foo comments. There were, there were, I think there were like three people that really dug in um, and gave me solid comments. And there's, you know, the other half just gave me very little. I lost a ton of respect for them because they couldn't be honest. And I, and I, and I think, okay, they don't like it and they were afraid to say it, but I, but I was shortchanged because I didn't have the opportunity to see through their eyes and to make the book better based on, on what they were seeing. And so I think there are certain areas where we like in that particular area, I want the honest feedback, all the truth that you can give me so that I can grow and be better as a writer. But then in other areas, if I am um, sensitive or if I talk too much or if I um, cry or if I, you know, at a party, if I make all kinds of faux pas, that kind of feedback about my personality, my character, I have a much harder time receiving and I don't necessarily want to hear it because I already know I'm already embarrassed by it. And so I don't necessarily want someone to point it out. And so that kind of truth and feedback, I'm much more like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want you to tell me that because it, it hurts me and I can't, um, 
I feel like I don't have a defense against it. Like my writing, I have a rubric and I'm like, oh, okay, this character is falling apart. I can fix it because that problem is out here. When you give me feedback about me, about my character, about my heart, about my personality, about my behavior, now it's more personal. Now I have more skin in the game. Literally, it's harder to take it. So I might feel better, I guess, if you lie to me or I'm not being a safe person to receive the truth in that respect because I can't handle it. Right. And so then it forces people around me. Oh, she can't handle, you know, so we're not going to be honest with her in that area because she doesn't receive it well. So it starts this whole game of like now the rules are changed and now we can't be honest with her. We can't tell her the truth. So we can't trust her in this certain area. So I think when it comes down to it, to summarize my thoughts on this is it's not a black and white issue. It's a very gray issue. Mm-hmm. We like to think of things in black and white, right and wrong, mm-hmm. with no middle ground. And I know we're taught that way, but I think there's a gray area because I think that goes back to the circumstance, kind of like the circumstantial line, so to speak, where if you're in a situation, we should be mature enough as a society, as people, to live in the truth and to be able to speak the truth and receive the truth, mm-hmm. especially if it's in a professional world, a business world, mm-hmm. a working world, an academic world. Now, with that, the best approach, I think, to take is to sprinkle in the positive with the negative, the right. strengths with the growth opportunities, right. what was good, maybe what can be improved. Mm-hmm. And so then that way, you're getting a little bit of both. You mm-hmm. don't just come out and be like, that sucked. Go right. change your career. Be right. tactful about it, but throw in some good and some <laughs> yeah. bad. But then, too, also in some certain situations, I think it's okay to be able to say, you know, if someone comes and asks a question, hey, do you think my hair is good? Do you think this makes me look fat? Mm-hmm. And you know the person, and you know that by speaking the truth, you're going to offend them and hurt their feelings and cause all kinds of issues. I think in that case, it's okay to say something along the lines that's truthful, but yet deflecting, you know, hey, as long as you like it, I think it looks great, you know, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And so I think that. We have to just know the circumstance, know the people, know what it is that we're asking. Mm -hmm. And then also don't lie to yourself because if you're lying to yourself, then you're not going to be your true you. You're not going to be able to fully reach your potential. You're not going to be able to fully achieve Mm -hmm. all the things that you want to achieve. You want to be realistic in what it is that you're going to be Mm -hmm. accomplishing in life, but you can't lie to yourself. And like you said, think you're better than you are, or maybe think you're worse than you are. Think you're going to go home and work out all the time when you're really not. Mm -hmm. Just be honest with yourself because if we lie to ourselves, then we're only hurting ourselves and we're not going to be able to achieve anything. And then we give up on ourselves. And like we say, don't give up on yourself. Chase your dream. Pursue your goals. Take your passion. Make it happen. Mm -hmm. And then... You know, let the rest you know lie where it may. Mm-hmm. But I think that it comes down to me. It's a it's a gray area. It's very circumstantial, depending on the situation. And I think in some situ- situations, in some instances, it is okay to maybe not be so thoroughly truthful. But I think we should be moving as a society to dealing in the truth, being able to handle the truth, mm-hmm. and being able to uh, you know bear witness of that truth. So that way people can just know, you know, straight up what it is that is going on and not candy coat it because we don't want them to feel bad. Again, Mm -hmm. it goes back to circumstance and feelings. Those are the two things that really make it as to whether that's okay. Circumstance, feelings, and Mm -hmm. personal strength. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes the person that we're talking to is able to handle Mm -hmm. an honest answer and they would really appreciate it. And we're just not strong enough in our own character to be able to 